What is going on and welcome back to another episode of Creative Digest where we sit down and we talk with other creators and creatives to talk about their processes and their experiences. Today, today's a big one for literally three different reasons. Three, three big reasons, guys. Number one, we have Sam Albrecht. He practiced that. All I did. Day. I did practice <laughs> that. Time. We also have Tanner Sells, who is a repeat guest, and that it, for me is the third point. And of course, me and Aiden, we're about to chop it up. It's about to be good. It's going to be good, dude. Literally. So, so Tanner's been on the podcast before, as but when it was formally known as Film Fit, which the premature, is premature stages. Yeah, the premature stages. The the when when Film Fit was still trying to figure out what it wanted to be, and then it realized it wanted to be Creative Digest, and that's where it is today. Sam, Sam, though, is a new friend that, that Tanner Tanner himself brought. So that Look, I only bring the best. I picked him out out of a huge selection of all my friends that mm-hmm. wanted to be on the yeah. show. I ran a pretty serious uh, selection process. Sam won the competition. Uh, he won the fist shit. fight. Yeah. He won and the fist fight. I love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he got to come on here as... As uh, as his prize, really. I love it. Yeah. And, and today's an episode, b- believe it or not, isn't sponsored by Clorox, though it is probably the most prevalent thing in this frame <laughs> uh, because it's bright and yellow. <laughs> but uh, I'm 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 happy you guys are here. I'm happy that um, I'm not. <laughs> you you Chicagoans are on my neck of the woods. Um, and Chicagoans. Those Chicagoans, and Chicago. that's I th- I would say that's the the next biggest point is these two folks. Drove all the way from Chicago, believe it or not, yeah. just to be on just this podcast. Be, yeah. The Windy City. I had no other plans. Yeah. And we have a flight <laughs> right after this. We're going to LA yeah. for our other podcast. Uh-huh. We're going to be on We're Rogan. On tour, so Rogan. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> Me and him actually had like a really lengthy <laughs> yeah, yeah, conversation yeah, <laughs> about how much we hate Rogan. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm with you there. I yeah. Rogan. I mean, I hate Rogan, but if Rogan asked me to be on his show. I think I'd say yes, <laughs> probably too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I would I would be like, you know, I would I would be on Rogan's show. I think it would yeah. be my goal to make it a deleted episode. Yeah. Yeah. Just be like who who is this guy and then just absolutely just go on a crusade of some sorts but well i just feel like he ref- i don't know this is we're not talking about yeah no no it's okay <laughs> i feel like he ref- <laughs> yeah. this re- whoever he has on a show he just agrees with them and reflects their point of view uh-huh. so yeah well that's like, like none of his own it's, it's but, uh, there's like a whole like speaking technique that i've like been studying and it's like how to reflect somebody's like energy the best to make them more engaged mm. um and I'm not going to tell you what it is, and I'm just going to see if you guys can like figure out like how how like what technique I'm using. And I'm 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 thinking too much about it now, so it probably <laughs> okay. won't, it probably won't happen successfully. But I want to know. I, I know Tanner's background, but we'll still get into it. Sam, I want to know your background. I want to know your background as a creator, as a creative, whatever you want to call yourself, and how you got to the 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 film world that you have so indulged yourself in today. Yeah, I've always been kind of obsessed with like creating content ever since I was little and we had like a video camera and we're just like writing stuff I feel like me and my brothers were always um just like creating stuff and I've always been super comfortable with like a camera and I knew that was always something I wanted to get into um I'm currently a film student at DePaul so I'm kind of having more opportunities to write and now that that's kind of like a career path that I'm following like being more serious about it and like tightening my skills and all that so yeah i've kind of always been into it it's just something yeah that was a really good answer i wasn't i wasn't i don't know if i was ready for that answer yeah. but that's why i picked him that's yeah. why you won was, yeah i, know. I practiced that three times <laughs> yeah you did <laughs> he knew that question yeah. was coming i'm holding a knife the full over yeah for when he makes a bad question there's actually believe it or not the camera can't see it but just like just over here there's cue cards that are being yeah, cut right. out for sam right yeah um not a lot of wiggle room for so him so tanner i want to know now um and obviously you've told me but you aiden doesn't know Aiden doesn't know this. Uh-oh. Why are you, why did you, like, because I know you went into college um, and more so into film school, right? Wanting to be a filmmaker, wanting to be a writer. But then you found that DePaul University offers something a little bit more special True. than just your classic film degree. Yeah. You are getting what? Yeah, I'm getting a degree for a lot of money that I have to yes. <laughs> be in debt for for the rest of my life. But it's a, not just a regular degree. Um uh, just for context, as you guys know, or you might not know, Cincinnati was uh, one of my top two schools, and I was really looking uh, looking at it very seriously in their film program. But uh, the reason I decided to go to DePaul over Cincinnati was uh, they offer the only the only college in the country to offer a comedy film degree. And so this mm-hmm. last year, or my first my freshman year last year, um, they had a partnership with the Second City uh, Improv and Comedy Club, which is a really cool organization that they've been able to work with and a huge opportunity. So being able to do um, 
that specific type of uh, my like my love for comedy, my love for film, just coming together for that degree, just uh, was more of a reason for me to go there. That's why I decided to go. And now I'm yep. going to be just as unemployed as anyone. So, amen. Yeah, we're all going to be. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna be <laughs> making poor. it through college. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I actually oh got a, I actually got a job offer the other day from one of my professors. Um, but not one of my film professors. That was the weird part. It was my <laughs> persuasion professor. Hmm. And he was like, our program is looking for somebody to just like produce content to help market the program. I'm like, yeah, cool. It's like super part-time and like nice. pays dirt. Yeah, of course I am. So, I, I got offered a job through like the media pr production department here, but like, cause I don't have a student work visa. Uh, I can't. And oh, sucks. okay. Yeah. yeah. Like, cause you have to like have the like hours offset or whatever yeah, to still wow. be considered full time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Nice. It's like a whole thing. So you're not in comedy film, no? You're just in regular film? Uh, I yeah. say that regular film. It's, it's not like a below thing. <laughs> yeah. Well, since I'm double majoring, I was a comedy filmmaking major, but since I'm double majoring. Yeah. You realize uh, you weren't funny? He jumped yeah, off. I had to be less specific Look, about The that. classes yeah. in clown school, they get pretty intense. Yeah. The classes. You couldn't, couldn't graduate the final where we have to shoot water from our flower ties. Oh. Yeah, so it gets really tough. It's always, always the that. red noses that yeah. get me. Yeah. Whenever I can't ever get them to stay on the nose. So right. I'm on my yeah. third try in my improv class. I can't. Yeah. Do you guys like have like review sessions? Like, do you just like watch SNL and then like write about <laughs> yeah. it? Surprisingly, yeah. I, I've had to watch uh, a few episodes of some weekend updates, some SNL stuff uh, nice. for classes. But yeah, the cool thing about the, my classes at DePaul is, um, though I'm enrolled at DePaul, uh, as far as the classes that would go towards my comedy film degree, those I physically take in the Second City building, which just for context, like, is known for being Chicago, mm -hmm. like the biggest Chicago improv and comedy club you can really go to, and it's one of the seating programs into SNL and into those type that those fields. So people that you would know, like mm -hmm. you know Steve Carell, Tina Fey, Amy Poehler, Chris Farley. Uh, Jason Sudeikis, Key and Peele, Tim Robinson, like all, Belushi. you know, all he's just gonna keep going. All our favorite, basically, all my favorite yeah. comedic influences that have been through that program. So it's just so surreal standing in that yeah. building among uh, people that are way better and funnier than you. You know, no, yeah. that's cool. Yeah. yeah, I, I, it's it's definitely like, and I've I've noticed this definitely being like outside of you know your my original like hometown and whatever coming to college. Not only like meeting peers, but also like professors, the people who are teaching you. Like these homies are like industry prof like professionals, and you're like, holy sure. cow! Like mm -hmm. I mean, we have that one guy who he's not my my professor, but the literally his only qualification to be a professor is that he has an Oscar. Yeah, um, I'll do it. And it's just Crazy. like, what's his name? Couldn't tell you. Cool. Yeah, but we we have <laughs> him. I know exactly who you're talking about, and I've heard his name multiple times, and I always forget it. Yeah, yeah, I don't remember him either. But it it just like goes to show you, like I think that's. I, it's still way overpriced, but I think I guess that's like what we're paying for, you yeah. know. Mm -hmm. Like oh, yeah. at least that's what I like to think. If I were to go to like some like one-off school though, that like says they have film program, you know, it's right. like I'm spending the same amount of money for like people who don't care. Mm -hmm. um, True. Yeah, I it happens, dude. Yeah, no, I know exactly what you're going. I was just like, wow, that was really direct. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I Miami. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can't. My sister goes. I yeah, kid. college yeah. is so much more than just. I mean, for me, it's been a great mix of like actually learning new things and especially something with comedy like mm -hmm. you just learn it's so much more of a science and like you know i feel it's 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 an art like all of us are film majors like it's a mm -hmm. subjective thing but just because it's subjective and just because it's art doesn't mean there's not at least rules that you need to understand mm -hmm. or whether you break them or not you need to understand or uh you know in order to break them you need to know yeah you need to know the rules to break the rules so, yeah. yeah going to going to college has been a great mix of learning those rules learning the science behind it learning the terminology for things that I might have been able to recognize before school but might not have known the name for. Yep. And then also connections and like you were saying, just surrounding yourself with people that are better than you in their field and that's how you grow and that's how you get better and it's been a great mix of both for me. Like if I would have gone off and done my own thing and not gone to, gone to school but focused on comedy, writing jokes and watching YouTube videos or workshops, yeah. I probably would have gotten a gist and understood how to write functioning jokes and how to write a decent like formulatic screenplay but uh i wouldn't be surrounded mm -hmm. by the culture by the connections by the opportunities and that's really what it comes down to in college and like you were someone that yeah you know i was like, pretty yeah no that. i was like pretty anti-school and like which i'm not like 
super pro school either. You know, like school um, stinks. No. Parents suck. But <laughs> I just want to go play Nintendo. Literally, go to dude. Cedar Point. <laughs> That's how I feel during finals week. It's just like I'm done. Yeah, I'm, yeah. This I'm is the worst. Like, oh my god. Well, running on empty. For me, for me, like what the at least what what coming here brought to me, and this is so like anti every other film podcast that you're gonna listen to. Um, and that's why I think we have like an edge as far as like creative podcasts go is because like we're not anti-school you can listen to any other film podcast and all they're going to spew to you is like don't go to school right. you're spending money to end up doing the same thing or you could have done without it this that and the other and uh and so like what i what i what i enjoy at least for me is like i when i came here i'm realizing that i'm like into different parts of film that i never thought i would i thought it was only ever going to be a you know cinematographer at best director you know um and but like now i'm realizing wow like I kind of like acting or like, oh, like I kind of like uh, screenwriting, like all these kinds of things. Like never knew that like it was a passion of mine until right. like somebody said, do it. And I'm like, okay, cool. Um, so totally derailing. I want to answer from both of you, right? Because we're, we're Cincinnati natives, right? We don't know the Chicago life. So I want to know what's your favorite thing about Chicago? Number mm. one. Number two. What's the worst part about Chicago? I'll let the, the, you, you the go, Illinois native go. The bean, I gotta, <laughs> the bean I is the worst and the best part. <laughs> yeah, that's... Yeah. I think... Okay, as someone from Columbus going to Chicago, um, this is basic, but my favorite part about Chicago is um, the culture. I think... I was just talking about this yesterday, but um, especially in like our field and cinema and film, like when you, when you get any sort of break or when you get any sort of recognition or maybe a short film that does well or wins a few awards or um, you're in an opportunity where you feel like, okay, I'm ready for an upgrade. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like in this industry it always means let's go out east to New York or let's go out west to California. And the thing I loved about Chicago is there's such an underappreciated film culture in the Midwest and in the cities in the Midwest of hardworking mm-hmm. um uh, hardworking people in every position from directors, writers to grips. And like, I think moving to Chicago and being able to, you know, try to work my way up and, and find success like in that field and with, with that culture. Like, I mean, and it's not even just film, like music, art, like every, just the, the art culture of Chicago and the people just, I, mm. I just felt drawn to. And it didn't feel like, you know, I, I never felt that I needed to go to New York or LA. And I think you can make, you can make it for yourself just as, in Chicago just as much as you can anywhere. Well, it's the cleaner, greener New York, as yeah, some would say. Yeah, it's cleaner, <laughs> greener New York. Um, okay, worst part. Worst part. Worst part. Worst part about Chicago. Look, I, okay. Worst part about Chicago besides the Bears. Ooh. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I would say it's cold as balls. We, yeah, I, yeah. and it's not, it's similar to Columbus cold, but it's way worse. Like the wind sp- Splices right through you. Thankfully, our breaks are long, and we get to be home for almost the the mother share of the winter. But when we're there, and when we're taking the train and just waiting on the elevated trains, like above ground, the wind's just hitting you, the snow's hitting you, and you're just hoping to God that your the red line comes quick enough. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. That stinks, but it is more than worth it. Uh, and it doesn't help that our winters are, you know, end in April. But yeah. <laughs> that's pretty mm-hmm. much it for yeah. me. That's All a right, great, that's a, a, a Illinois alum. Let's hear from you. Illinois alum, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, so for context, I've lived in or near Chicago for my entire life. But I think my favorite part, kind of to echo what you were saying, is it's like I truly believe Chicago is the best city in the U.S. I think it's like when you go to New York, it's... Oh, that's a hot take. Yeah, it's a hot take. <laughs> I know. Ash, Ashton and I, I both uh, panned over and looked at each other. <laughs> yeah. and it was, like, huh. it was just rated the second best city in the world. No, yeah. that's, a, that's crazy. That's even hotter I, take. Yeah. Be- it's a good city. Go ahead. No, it's a, I think it's like when you go into somewhere like New York, it's like almost too much. Mm-hmm. And Chicago, I feel like, is the perfect medium just with like the people there. There's such a strong culture there. The food's the best in... I'll give you that. The yeah, food's the great food's there. Great the food's great in Chicago. There. Also, like, I know this is kind of lame, but like the architecture in Chicago, like the skyline is much better than any other city, I think. Marriott. It's so so yeah, go- so I, Gotham, you know? It, yeah, no, it's <laughs> Dark Knight. With, no, Um but yeah, and like there, I also agree with what you were saying about there's just a, an underappreciated culture with like creating content and producing stuff in Chicago. Like um, through DePaul, we have access to um, this production studio, I guess it's called Cinespace, where they film like Chicago PD and Chicago Fire and Empire and um, 
Chicago Fire. <laughs> just Chicago keep going fire. with the yeah, Chicago, Chicago, Chicago Med. Chicago Med. Yeah, Chicago, <laughs> Chicago Trash Guys. Yeah. No, but... Um, Chicago Waste Management. <laughs> I feel like I I was even, like, from moving from being the suburbs to the Chicago, it's like I was still kind of not aware of how much, like, the importance in the culture surrounding everything in Chicago. Sure. Um, but I'm trying to think... What's the worst part? What do you hate? Hmm. What are these? What are these chaps? I, I do feel like there are a lot of problems in Chicago. Um, I won't get into exactly what kind of problems. Chicago politics. Yeah. Lori Lightfoot, if you're watching. This, <laughs> yeah, no, I just feel like <laughs> I feel like everyone in Chicago is kind of stuck in their ways and is a little stubborn sometimes. Interesting. Okay. Um, I would have said that about like my hometown of Asheville. Yeah. You know? yeah. Like, anywhere I've been ever. Yeah. Um, okay. But yeah. That's a great answer. Yeah, and the traffic. Mm. traffic. The traffic. Yeah. But you guys yeah. don't you go drive. to LA. The you guys don't, in LA yeah, is crazy. That's true. And you guys don't drive. Right. So right. Yeah, you have well, that we offset. Drive. No. We just choose not to drive. Yeah. Right. You have the offset of of the train. I I mean, listen, mm. we're we're pretty biased here, but we're yeah. love we're lo- we love the city of uh of the What's old What's your favorite and least favorite part of Cincinnati? Yeah. Uh oh boy. Besides Skyline Chill. Me or you first? No, I'll let you go first. Okay, cool. Um favorite part is Everybody here loves the city. Mm-hmm. I mean, we are diehard. Everything about the city, we, we're like, we'll, we're all in, right? Um, and we're also like very passionate about like when a, a poor decision is made. We're like, no, you're hurting our city. Yeah. Um, and I think what I love about like being here, and it's it's very like what it's the vibe on like campus, the mm-hmm. campus area, the Clifton area, right? It's very like college life, but it's also. Um, like it gives a little bit of that like hustle and bustle, but then literally I can like take like a fifteen minute skateboard ride um, south and be in the uh, in the inner city, or I can just take the bus, whatever. Like because you know the transit's also very large for us as well, just it's bus form, um, and I'm in the inner city, right? And that's what I I really really love, but it's not like super hectic, um, yeah. And like we have like some pretty niche spots that are like. Yeah, only in Cincinnati type thing. You you don't get that in Columbus. You don't get that in Cleveland. Um, I mean, I'm sure you could find the the replicas in in Chicago or the originals in Chicago, and we're the replicas. But uh, I, when, when I moved here and I started living here, I remember being like, "Wow, like this is this is what I like was excited about when I said I wanted to live in a city." Um, you know, I have like a quiet evening, and I say quiet. There's helicopters that like fly over my house every oh night. Gosh. But like when I'm at home. But then, like, if I want to go out on the town, say, like, we are tonight, it's, like, cool. Like, we can. And it's, like, super close. Um, worst part, uh, the locals are a little weird, at least on campus. <laughs> like, on campus, the locals are weird. Oh, 100%. So, like, I've been offered crack so many times. Um, good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Recommend. Uh, um, yeah. And I think on the other side, people are die hard about this city. Mm-hmm. It's, like, sometimes I'm, like, all right, <laughs> you need to yeah. breathe for a second. Uh, so... I was just gonna unironically just say my favorite part's the Bengals, but uh, oh okay, get <laughs> out of here. Cleveland I'll give, owns I'll give Cincinnati. A, I'm Go actually go, I'm actually going to that game next week, and so Are you? yeah, I'm sorry. For don't your don't loss. talk to me. I'm working the game, so are you actually? Yeah. Oh, I'll come visit. You're working Bengals Browns. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have, we have programs that uh, do it. I'll come visit you, please. Um, get a little get a little clip segment of you. Yeah, working. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, no, it's one of those things where it's like I totally agree. Like everybody like in the city is like super like united like bring it back to last year when the bengals went to the super bowl oh, yeah still never forget that yeah. but um this is now a sports podcast yeah no 100 oh 100 i could easily is talk. tom brady over let's <laughs> <laughs> yeah patrick mahomes get- and uh joe burrow uh but no it's one of those things where it's like you know bengals going to the super bowl for the first time in you know two decades and just seeing everybody just have that like rally behind them for like an entire month was super awesome um, and then they lost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <sighs> Let's talk I was about watching it. Tanner defeat my <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, um, Sorry, I'm, a, I'm a base Browns on, fan. On the on the subject of what's awesome about Cincinnati, it's one of those things though where it's also like you have the actual city itself, and then where we're actually in school in Clifton. It's one of those things where it's like it's just its own community. It's mm-hmm. one of those things where it's like I love UC because it's one of those things where I feel like I'm getting like a big college experience, but I can still you know. Like uh, Ashton said, 15-minute skateboard ride, and I'm, you know, just yeah. downtown. So Big skateboard Down. guy. <laughs> Big skateboard guy. Now, what do, you, what do you hate about it? Um, 
Oh boy. See, my whenever somebody goes, "What's your least favorite thing about Cincinnati?" It's when the church rings their bells oh. right next to my house at eight a.m. every morning. Yeah, that's pretty bad. That that is one that I don't like. But I'm not just, by you. But like, that's that's, yeah. that's, that's a that's a personal gripe. That's why I don't go to church. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> church um, bells just oh my gosh! Anybody who ever me. comes to my house, that's the first thing I go. You see that church that's literally like five steps away from my door. Yeah. If that church ever burns down, I think <laughs> we'd never yeah. Just don't ever talk to no, that. Yeah. No, that's a good personal gripe. The, tra- the, the drivers here are pretty bad, too. We were talking about that a little yes. bit. The drivers are pretty yes. bad. I was actually, see, my other uh, thing I was going to go is how I-71 South has been, like, under construction for, like, I half, South. <laughs> half my lifetime, and it's yeah. still being repaired. Yeah. That's yeah. a Columbus thing, That's too. also 71 goes all the way through. Yeah. Um, no, I love it. So... Transitioning into the city, what do you think that um, the city environment, right, that especially Chicago or mm-hmm. even Sensi is bringing? Um, another favorite part is we have direct access to Film Cincinnati um, through our program. But anyway, um, the things that the schools provide, the schools providing, but also more so the city. Like, would you live there after you're done with your college career? Because of the creativity, what does the city do for your creative like mindset? How does that help like inspire you or de-inspire you? Yeah, I think like like I could never be as creative being in the suburbs where there's like five thousand people living there, and I'm just kind of like sitting. Something about being in like a very busy environment where there's a lot to do and a lot of things to experience is very like I don't know. It helps me be more thoughtful and creative and come up with better ideas Uh, just being in like a busy environment and just like Mm -hmm. that kind of culture helps me just come up with more ideas and be more creative i don't know it's a good answer yeah for sure i think um as far as like for me when i when i'm in chicago there's just even if you're visiting you just feel like a ticking like a different an internal clock that it just like moves when you're in a big city like Mm -hmm. you just feel kind of you're surrounded by some of the most creative people some of the most you know, um, successful, like, people in your field, and you just feel like, you know, and I think that's just, I, I don't even know if that's a being a Chicago thing or if I trick myself into it. At the end of the day, I think it's just a creative thing when someone, like, creators just, I feel like we have this feeling where it's like now or never, and we always are trying to do mm-hmm. the best thing, and we can't really settle or, like, rest um, without at least thinking about creating something or writing or doing something or else you feel like you're behind. And so when I'm at home in Columbus and, like, and like in Grove City, everything in the slows suburbs, down. I just feel like mm-hmm. time's moving slower, and I think mm-hmm. I still have that thi- that that thing in my that ticking where I feel like I'm I'm behind. But I mm-hmm. think it's it's mu- it speeds up much more when I the second I step foot back into Chicago, I'm like, all right, time to start grinding again. Especially when your school's there, and when the place you want to work at's there, and when yeah. mm-hmm. all your ideas and thoughts are coming from there. Like just being being in there just it makes mm-hmm. you feel like now or never. What can mm-hmm. I what can I do? I like that. That's that, that. That's very well put. Like now or never. Like, I think that's a that's a that's a good way to put the like the emotion that I think you know even Aid and I can can relate to is uh like whenever we're back home like everything's just so slow. It's right. so like mm-hmm. nothing. Everything is extremely like monotonous. It's like kind of sure. like the mm-hmm. same thing every day. Type what to type whatever. Even even here like I have a schedule. Like I have a routine. Right. Um. But that routine consists of wake up, make coffee, work right. all sure. day, hang out yeah. a little bit, work even more into the evening like the amount of late hours that i put in that aren't even associated to school that's just me feeling yeah. like it's like oh i could i need to write right now or like oh right. i need to make a video or i need a whatever um and sometimes yeah. i'll have those impulses like i'll always have those impulses sure thoughts but uh they just happen less even if i'm you know when you're back home in chicago and i'm spending the entire day watching rick and morty last <laughs> last night yeah. on earth i'm just being oh i'm doing i'm doing research yeah yeah so you, character character studies right character now. studies like i've been to chicago once and i was actually impressed by it when i was there besides the traffic of course but um <laughs> yeah i drove right past soldier field oh that's terrible. miserable bad choice terrible. but um it was one of those things where it's like at least for me whenever i'm at school or in cincinnati it's one of those things where i always feel like I don't like I feel the high paced environment because there's just always something happening right. around you. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't even have to be directly related to you. Like my inner circle or inner circles could not be doing anything. Yeah. But still around me, like there's just so much life to everything around me. Mm-hmm. As to where like when I go home, I kind of it's one of those things where, you know, it's dead. Been in college for a few years. I just go back to like a default of like, oh, I'm here on a break. I'm just going to relax and like just chill on the couch all day. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Most definitely. I, I try not to let myself do that, even like when I'm back home or, and, and I say back home, but like I, I mm-hmm. try to claim this place as my home, seeing as like I pay rent, you know? Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah for sure. Uh, this is, you know, this, this is my home, but like, you know, my, uh, my hometown or whatever, like whenever I'm back there, I try not to let that be a, uh, like a time to slow down. I just try, like, I, I try to use it as like a, I don't know, just like seeing old friends, seeing family, but mm-hmm. like I'm not slowing down. I'm not like resetting. My resetting, I try to let happen here um, because then that means that I'm getting burnt out here and I need to go home to reset. Yeah, just like stop. Can't live with them, can't live without them. <laughs> Literally, no. Um, it's doing the buffering thing again, man. Uh, we're going to have like yeah. what happened last. Uh, yeah. Yeah. We like has it been doing it, it all episode? No, nope. it happened last time so, we were yeah, here too. Last, last, last time, time we were trying to film, like it was buffering, and we're like, "Is this going to affect the entirety of the podcast?" Yeah. We like it, we were like maybe ten minutes in, and we're yeah. like, "We can either pause, check, make sure everything's good, or keep going, or we can just keep going and just say, you going. know, and it worked. So. We ball. So I think I think we're good. Mm. Um, no, but I I, I definitely want to, you know, I guess echoing the thought of. Mm-hmm. But we create, and I think this is like just a creators across the board, no matter where your environment is. Obviously, it just happens a lot that it's in big cities or, you know, like in L.A., New York, Chicago, whatever, right? Uh, Just the city environment. But like wherever your home base is or wherever you claim to be like your creative uh, inspiration, if you will, um, I I just think any creative creator has that, right? There's photographers who are like, yeah, I can't stay in the big city. I'm only inspired when I'm alone in the mountains or something stupid, right? Um, I say stupid because he climbs. Um, (laughs) And, uh, but... Trees. (laughs) (laughs) Big tree climber. Buildings. Yeah, no. Doing that since day one. (laughs) We all climb. (laughs) The social ladder. Yeah, no, I actually have a bunk bed in my room. I climb the ladder. Go to sleep at night. Yeah, big climber. That guy, that ate him. Um, (laughs) One thing about Aiden. I don't know where I was. I was kind of just like rambling there a little bit about... uh, What were you going to say? I think the difference between living in the city and going home because i was just home for two weeks from living in the city because we finished school before thanksgiving Mm -hmm. i'm still like thinking about ideas like i came up with like three different ideas even when i'm out of the city i think but when i'm there i'm more um what's the word like wanting to pursue those ideas Mm -hmm. rather than being in the city where i'm just kind of sitting or being in the suburbs somewhere and i'm just sitting with that Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> I feel like, at least for me, it's one of those things where it's like, I talk about going home and that, like that being my re- reset. It's mm-hmm. one of those things where it's like just being in like a change of scenery. Sure. Um, like programming my mind of like, all oh, right. Like when I'm at, like I don't do like any of my work at home really. That's good. And if I do, I do it just at my desk and like I'm not laying in bed like uh, like editing and stuff because I know if I'm going to be doing that, mm-hmm. my brain just automatically wants to go to, oh, I'm relaxing, you know, I'm just going to go through social media, stuff like that. But like setting, you know, places like I come here and I'm like, I, you know, school, work, get all that stuff done. And then just knowing when it's time to like, you know, have time for myself to just, you know, lay back and just breathe, take a minute. No. And that's definitely, that's definitely super Mm -hmm. important, especially like in the college life at our age, right? There's like, life is moving really fast and which I love, right? Oh yes. Life moves so fast for us, like on just like a day-to-day basis. And you know, like we just expected to keep up with it. And uh, so I think it's like, yeah, it's totally okay. And it's encouraged that put in more work, like you put in a ton of work and then you get to rest. You get to like reset, have fun, do whatever, you know, like keeps you away from that like work environment. Because if your brain is fried, you know what I'm saying? Like if you're not getting anything done, if you're um, like unable to, uh, it's like if you're unable to work, if you're too tired, you're like, ah, uh, I need to work, but I'm too just too tired. It's like, Reset. Um, you know, I was having creative block for the longest time. I'm still on um, creative block. Yeah. And on, on one of my pieces or on one of my scripts and I was just like, all right. And my, my friend Molly, she came up to me and she was like, you need to put away your laptop for an entire 24 hours. And after that, like I, I sat down after 24 hours and like got opened my laptop and it just like started coming to me. Cause like my yeah. mind was refreshed. I wasn't f- like frying my brain with work, um, which I do yeah. a lot. That's the tricky thing about, you know, writing as compared to other fields of creating and like content Mm -hmm. is it's not something that you can force or that you can, Mm -hmm. you know, make happen. Like 
It, it, at least it shouldn't be. Mm-hmm. I mean, if it's something you want to pan out, like you have to write when you're inspired. Mm-hmm. What whatever that process is to get you to inspired to write, like I don't know. Like for me, I'm kind of messed up in the way that when I get stressed and I feel like the world's crumbling in on me, then I'm like inspired and I want to focus and write because it helps yeah. me. I, then I, I'm not thinking about all my stressors and I'm focusing on one story. And if I can't find closure myself, maybe I can find it in like the characters that I'm writing with, you know. And so, like for example, I talked about this. Um, last week on like the podcast I was on with Aiden, mm. a different Aiden, mm. but um, probably like cool. when I was kind of like down and sad and like depressed, like yeah. winter quarter last year, I what didn't really I wasn't talking to like my friends or like reaching out or like asking for help and like of course like that was only making me feel worse and like crummy about myself. Um, but one thing I did do is like I had I had this one idea and I, like I couldn't shake it out of my head couldn't stop thinking about this idea for a feature film mm-hmm. and i was like you know what like i'm just gonna bunker down and i think i'm gonna work on this and maybe it'll make me feel better and like i i would go to class and i wouldn't pay attention to class and i would just write this script yeah. and i would go and i would eat and as i was eating i would up my laptop and write the script and like i became obsessed with it but it was like you know guys like people like in that that have that type of mm-hmm. chemical makeup in their brain that, that it takes to be a creative and it takes to be a creator like that like that's how we function and then when yeah. i finished the script like it's not a great script. It's not something that totally holds up. It's not something that I will will probably ever make, but it helped me feel better to knock out, you know, 90 pages and to have a beginning, middle, and end and to have that kind mm-hmm. of... And honestly, it probably stems for a fact of, you know, a need for control and a selfish desire to have everything figured out in my life. If I can't figure it out in my life, maybe I can figure it out in these characters mm-hmm. that I'm creating. But I, it worked for me. And it, you know, and it's no. a different process. I can totally, I can totally relate to that in a couple ways. Like, so I was like really downtrod, um, probably like last spring, right? All my friends were gone, um, you know, and I think it was, and it was honestly like right after I came to, uh, to Chicago and then came back and it just like, cause everything was so fast for like right. a week. And I was like, this is it. This is the life that like I asked for. And then like would, mm. went home and I was like, whoa. Right. This is not what I wanted or, or want. Um, and mm. uh, so and then you were I, ba- and at that point yeah. you were back to working. Yes. And you I was back, back to working. working. And yeah. And so like everything just like started slowing down. Everything got really like repetitious and like, you know, it just like wasn't good for my mental health. But then I started like creating so much. Like I started like telling stories and like I let myself like make stories that were from an emotional state. Um, and from there, like, that's, you know, why I'm, why I'm here today. Um, and even some of my characters that I, I've started realizing, like some of the scripts I write or I have written and like even the big one that I'm writing, the feature, it's like those, some of my characters are like saying stuff to each other that I would never say out loud to another person. Right. Which is crazy because like, I didn't Mm -hmm. know that those thoughts were in my head. Mm -hmm. And then I like start typing. I'm like, oh, that is what I would say in that moment. Like dang or or whatever it might be whether it's a a, like a super happy thing or super sad thing my characters are like just different reflections of parts of my personality for sure which is crazy yeah um that's the that's the crazy thing in like film and when you're watching a a movie is like if you can get that there's like this feeling in like cinema and in in a in a script that i always try that i think a good movie has a few of these moments where you're watching these two characters and in whatever conflict they have and you, one character says something to the other character, and you're thinking as an audience member, just say this, just say this, and mm-hmm. like your whole problem is fixed, and the whole conflict yeah. is fixed. If you, as a writer, can have and the audience thinking that, just say this moment, yeah. and everything's okay. But when the when the character doesn't say that, yeah. and when they dig themselves a hole, and they only make it worse, and the audience pulls back yeah. and they cringe, that's how you know that's you got how you know, going. One, yeah. that's how you know you're writing a good story, and yeah. two, that's how you know that the audience cares yeah and they give a crap about what happens to these characters and they're rooting for them whether they you know f- fix it for themselves or not mm-hmm. whether they th- see no 100 percent. yeah that's uh any other thoughts on that I don't, I don't really have like a segue for, for, that, but for I, writing no yeah. i'm just thinking like, not even writing sitting but, here yeah. talking like you guys are talking i'm like thinking to myself wow you guys are much better at dealing with stress than i am <laughs> <laughs> what are your mechanisms well, our um, parents are divorced so we have yeah, to. Our yeah. Parents. Same, <laughs> same, yeah. same yeah same yeah. um <laughs> <laughs> Divorce camp did a number. Yeah, no. <laughs> I mean, for me, it's one of those things where I've just I've played music my whole life, so that's oh, something nice. that that's where when I just need like to take a break in something, it's literally just like you know grabbing my guitar or like going to like a practice room and just playing piano yeah. or something and just having that be my focus for like, yeah. an hour. Yeah, which is that's good. Awesome. Which and I think I realized. And Sam, do you have any thoughts on that? 
I'm like, what, what, what do you think? Yeah. Yeah, I feel like, I don't know, just being creative in general, whatever that means, like writing something down or starting in a short film or just like singing or playing an instrument can be very therapeutic sometimes, especially mm-hmm. if you're like stressed out with school or stressed out with whatever, just creating stuff or like, I don't know, being artistic in whatever kind of degree I yeah. think helps a lot with that. No, that's great. Um, the, and I, I think that's just like, what's so beautiful about the arts in particular, right? Like, mm-hmm. I mean, obviously creative digest, we want to promote anybody on the show, right? Like, um, but I think there's something really nice about the arts. That's like super, um, it has to be expressive. Like you have 100%. to feel no matter what you're doing. Right. Um, you need to sneeze. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Let it rip, man. That's why you have the cough button. It went away. Okay. It's because you brought it up. Okay. Thanks. Well, took that away from me. <laughs> I took away your satisfaction. I was really holding it back, He's too. crying like, right now. I know. I was like, whoa. This dude's <laughs> dying over here. Horrible allergies. That was a whole moment We right said there. something um, so prolific. Yeah, we yeah, did. Yeah. I know. He started crying. I was like, whoa. Wow, this is really getting to him. Yeah. No, we, uh, I think there's something really nice about the arts in particular, right? And that anybody can, because we have, we have to feel to create, right? Um, if not, it's not a good story. Even mm-hmm. if it's a happy story, even if it's a funny story, even if it's a whatever, you have to write from a place of emotion, mm-hmm. right? And so, like, the the story I've been writing, like, I've, like, had to force myself, like, into this, like, so I'll just, like, put headphones on for an hour and, like, or just, like, when I, like, take a shower and, like, play, like, this, like, whatever kind of music Frank I need Ocean. to, I need to, <laughs> no, great choice. whatever kind of music I need to like, or whatever kind of vibe I need to get into, I have to like set the atmosphere. Right. I have to like put, put myself in this right. place. Um, and what's nice is cause like you start like finding things out about yourself that you, you didn't know were there. For um, sure. And I, I don't, I just don't think any other profession can really do that. Right. Like I agree in that. I think that they're the cool thing about, <clears throat> I guess, art where, like, I don't feel it as much with, you know, paintings or photography, but the fact that people can, I think that's awesome and beautiful. Yeah, yeah. But for me, like, music and film go so hand in hand. Oh, yeah. Where if I'm, there's not many things in the world that can make me feel this overwhelming sensation inside of me of when I hear an amazing song or something that just, you know, lifts my heart up, or if I see this beautiful shot or see this scene, or it was like, wow, that's just yeah. an amazing moment of art where you feel connected to something that yeah. is fake and that isn't necessarily like. Like it was pre recorded. Right. Like that's yeah. wild. To I me. think that's just one of the biggest like joys of like film in general. It's just like being able to create that moment that invokes right. that emotion in people. For sure. Mm. That's where the talent comes in. Oh, 100%. Right. That's where the talent comes in, right? You can look at a Roger Deakins. You can look at a Greg Frazier and all these, whatever right. beautiful. Nash and Francis. Nash and Francis, right? <laughs> whatever other beautiful <laughs> cinematographer that you can find. Right. And you can be like, wow, those shots are beautiful. But to me, it's the stories that are behind the shots. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, that's why a Roger Deakins and Greg Frazier are so renowned is because right. their shots only add to the story. They don't detect. But even if somebody just has this iPhone and has a story that they're willing to tell, that's where the talent comes in. But the talent of a filmmaker is, for me, the ability to utilize tools to like bottle that up. The fact that we like as a collective can have a sensation we can feel love we can feel Mm -hmm. depression we Mm -hmm. can feel heartbreak we can feel any of that and then we can say cool now i'm going to put that in a bottle and sell it to the world right that feeling like that to me that's crazy is that we can right and i also on the other side of things feel like i don't know i sometimes get hard on myself about being someone in arts and like i know at the end of the day i I can never imagine myself doing anything different. Yeah. But like 100%. for some, sometimes it's hard when I'm up at night, like alone, just in my room to convince myself that what I'm doing is as important as someone that's like scraping by at a factory, like providing for their family. Yeah. And like, I hate to get too deep about it, but no, yeah. for me, like it's that daily, I have to convince myself daily that like, you know, I have to be a little selfish to be an artist and to, to pursue that. And like, but at the end of the day, like if I'm, if I keep grinding and if I keep, working on mm-hmm. it and it works out like it's going to bring me satisfaction but i i also do it to bring other people satisfaction and i think it, it contributes yeah to the world in a way that is just as important um but i don't know it's just it's hard no. for, it's hard for me i get I've, i get really yeah, hard on myself now. I, i've had the dichotomy you look like mm-hmm. you're about to say something yeah why don't you, why don't you go okay why don't you go <laughs> um i've had the dichotomy of that feeling right it's like I, i'm an artist um 
am I allowed to be or or should I be Whoop doing something do. else or you like yeah feelings. like cool like you have feelings you have this that and the other and uh but there were, I I and I don't remember where it came from um but there's a quote that's basically like we need doctors we need scientists we need um like teachers we need all this this is mm. so important to the 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 per, per, the how of advancing our right. culture mm-hmm. how we advance culture is through these like day to day, these people who are in in the streets grinding for whatever it might be, but the why is for emotion. Mm-hmm. The reason that we want to advance, uh, the the reason we want to ed- educate people is because we love them, right? The reason that somebody works so hard is because they care for another person, right? Mm-hmm. And so emotion and and in the in feeling is behind it all, and we. We're extremely fortunate, right? We're we are four four dudes just sitting around a table who are fortunate enough, right? And and I and I don't think any of us want to ever take that for granted. Um, but we're fortunate enough to love the fact that we get to again produce emotion and and, and put it out into the world. Some people yeah. w- wish they could and they can't. Yeah. Um, it's a privilege, but I don't yeah, want to take that. I don't want to take my privilege um, to be in this seat, literally in this seat, hosting a podcast. For granted, right? Yeah. We have the opportunity. Um, we have the opportunity to 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 spew information like this. And so when for people sure. just start taking like their their platform, and we've seen it with in, uh, celebrities very much recently, um, Kanye West um, taking oh taking Gosh, their God. taking their platform and spewing hate and 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 destroying communities of people. But mm-hmm. we have the opportunity to flip the script on what artists can do. For sure. Yeah, I think. I regardless of if you're a film major or like a business major, whatever, I think everyone is artistic in some degree, whether that be drawing or photography or singing, whatever. Um, And I think everyone should have access to create art um, to whatever degree. Obviously, with us, we're more like head on trying to create films or trying to create TV shows, whatever. But even if you're an accountant, I still think and you're passionate about drawing, you should still have the opportunity. And I feel like that's sometimes especially in society now, people kind of get lost in what they're doing and forget how important art um, and just pursuing passions can be um, mm-hmm. when they're so stuck in trying to like provide for a family, which is obviously important, but like I think but there's why? a lot of yeah, <laughs> there's a lot of lost art out there because people are don't realize that I think right. everyone's artistic mm-hmm. in some yeah. degree. And that's why I think it's a privilege on the other side of things as well is like and partly why I feel that type of guilt of being someone in like a liberal art field is um like you were saying people that work you know 45 hours a week and trying to buy for three kids while living close to the poverty line aren't able to risk it because Mm -hmm. they really enjoyed painting in fifth grade like they're they're not in the in the place where they are in the position of privilege where they can go out and pursue that like i am so beyond lucky and grateful that i have parents that supported me into going to yeah, a and film school and getting a comedy film degree. Yeah, literally. <laughs> on, no safety net. And, yeah. and I have a brother who's able to go sing and dance to, in to Boston. Try to be like, on Broadway mm-hmm. and at one of the greatest musical colleges in the world. And so like, so part of that guilt isn't just, it's not me being like, oh, I'm not good enough, but it's me feeling guilty like I'm so lucky to be able to mm-hmm. have this opportunity to be able to pursue this where there's people that are better writers than me, yeah. smarter and they than just me, don't more get the recognition. Me, but will never ever yeah. get to get that chance. And so a lot of people say art comes from struggle. Art uh, comes from struggle. And I think that's a, a interest. I don't want to say stupid, but I think it's a inspiration it's just, can come from struggle, right. but art doesn't come from struggle. I, I think, and I think art can come from struggle. Yeah, but I think struggle and art can bat each other all the time. And the and and if you're able, if you're the people that are able to o- overcome that struggle mm-hmm. and create music that's heard around the world and have those success stories that everyone mm-hmm. loves of those rags to riches stories, yeah. those are true artists because they took that chance. But plenty of people could take that chance and if they're not good enough, they look selfish because they took that chance mm-hmm. and it didn't pan out for them. Yeah. But, and, but, and but, they still did okay right, with their life. Right. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. art can come from struggle, but I think the people that are in the positions to pursue art already have some sort of privilege on them. And so it just 100%. becomes a systemic trickle down, uh, like yeah. ideology anyway, yeah. you know? Yeah. I think we're, uh, we're, we're definitely in like, uh, us four are like in a really interesting position. Right. And, um, you know, but I, I've even had this conversation with my mom. Like I've actively had this conversation with her and, 
Um, she's like, well, you, you know, you're blessed. You're, you're, you're fortunate to be here. And I'm like, yeah, I a hundred percent agree. And what I keep telling her and what I keep telling myself is the least I can do is succeed, right? Mm. The least I can do with this privilege is, is, is go do something with it. And success to me is, is making an impact. It's telling a story. And, and I think all four of us relate to this. It's like, it's making people feel, it's making people not have to, you know, deal with their stress. The people who are working 45 hours because of the art that you're creating, they get to detach from that, right? To me, that's the beauty. Somebody could take away inspiration. Like that's my goal is to inspire someone. Mm-hmm. And, and and if that means th- three people, and that if that, if I can say that three people walked away and, and I changed their life in a positive way because of my art, because of the things that I created um, in whatever medium that is, then that to me is is the epitome of success, because um, money is whatever. Someone 100%. read their dictionary today. <laughs> <laughs> Getting all the big words in, huh? Epitome. <laughs> I do feel like it's one of those things where it's like being so fortunate as we are. It's also when people always ask, because I know you guys have definitely asked. I've been asked this so much. Is like, why film? Mm-hmm. Why do you want to go into film? I mean. It's going to be hard. It's definitely not the easiest path to do because it's one of those things yeah. where there's nothing guaranteed with it. Mm-hmm. But it's one of those things where it's like, at least for me, I go into film and I'm excited to do like work on projects and mm-hmm. get to meet incredible people and incredible like talent, stuff like that. Because that's what brings like it gives me emotion and like I want to you know be able to give that back. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, now yeah. we now we like we live in a society. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. We live in a society where what's real? It's it's an, it's it's so easy to make content where yeah. everyone is a oh, content yeah. creator. Oh uh, yeah. But and so it, anyone can pick up a camera. Anyone can post stuff on TikTok and and pursue that. And if you're gonna um, watch anything also, on TikTok, watch the Creative Digest. Right. True. <laughs> yes. But also on the other hand, the the competition pool has gotten so much bigger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I think I don't know. At least at the top, like I hope to believe that that means it's at least there's a lot more uh, ways to find success where at least, you know, in the 80s and 90s, like if you wanted to be a successful filmmaker, there was a select few people that Mm -hmm. held all the power that you had to appease, that you had to work to swipe the ladder. There's a much less traditional path now to um, what it takes to be a filmmaker, what it takes to have success and anyone can do it on their own. But um, we're also all competing with everyone now. Mm -hmm. And it's like so... I think you have people that dance on TikTok that get platforms yeah. that get to yeah. that get to take positions away from people at you know like yeah. in, in jur- like like Addison Ray was able to be a journalist for like the Mecca or whatever That's it was crazy. or uh, the uh, UFC event like interviewing people which is like really cool mm-hmm. but now there's also people on that went that go to journalism school that are studying to you know do sports journalism sports writing or even just interviewing and now it's like okay but like she danced on tiktok but that's all she's also talented and she knows how to Mm -hmm. have a following and she had just as much of an opportunity as all of us so like it's a it's a conundrum conundrum. yeah and i should become content creators yeah Yeah. (laughs) i think that's the best way uh no but yeah to kind of go off of that i think with there being more competition now and just as an example with like filmmaking or screenwriting that sort of thing yeah it's like even though it is much more competitive and there's so many more people i do feel like as it's growing, there's more opportunities now. Mm-hmm. Like 100%. with like streaming services, like a Netflix original, Hulu, whatever. That's a great point. It's yeah. like there's a lot more opportunities, but a lot more people in it, which I think is a good thing. But yeah, and, yeah go ahead. No. Okay, the way I view it is like the point you brought up. It's one of those things where it's like now that there's so many more people, you know, being content creators, uh-huh. uh, doing film, things like that. It's also because it's one of those things where it's like you go back, you know, 20, 40 years ago. It was something that, you know, only a specific group of people could do and be successful in because, you know, people, not everybody had a, you know, a camera on their phone that they could just, you know, record high quality videos with and send it out to literally anybody in the world. So it's one of those things where it's like always like to like look at like how far like our resources have advanced Mm -hmm. to, you know, make that a median for people. 100%. And, uh. Yeah, I 100% agree with that. And that's uh, that for me that's the 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 catch 22 mm-hmm. of a saturated market, right? Exactly. And and that's something that we're getting into. Um for me the podcasting space is extremely saturated, right? There's mm-hmm. a million podcasts in the world. Um there's also a million filmmakers and there's just in this school alone there's so yeah. m- so many kids that want to call themselves filmmakers and creators and creatives, right? But what I I try to preach, what I try to promote um here or with people that I interact with. Yeah. If you get blessed enough to be one of those people who like make it to the Oscars, right? Awesome. Like that's, that's great. But 
why I always like don't let like I guess as an encouragement because a lot of people would get discouraged by like lower numbers mm -hmm. or like it's like oh we only have a thousand listeners like why don't we have ten thousand listeners right um, and I think the discouragement always kicks in but it's like you have an audience your work speaks to somebody mm -hmm. and like that's it's you like it, just because there's a saturated market the, the the market's expanding the audience is also expanding right and you have an audience you have people that you are meant to be reaching you have um and obviously you can do things that like can and can increase that audience or obviously decrease that audience but if as long as you're creating from your here and like if you're and i i pointed out my heart for no, <laughs> those exactly. who are listening yeah. you want to create your something that you're proud of something <laughs> yeah. that like you want to get excited to create stuff yeah. that's why we're filmmakers yeah and i mean at least for me it's one of those things where it's like you bring up numbers and that's something i think way too many people focus on mm -hmm. is you know it's one of those things comparing like ourselves to like you know any other podcast out there that has you know millions of followers it's like well why don't we have you know ten thousand monthly listeners well we just don't yeah yet. I mean, no, we, it's one of those things you start from somewhere, but it's like yeah. also this is something that we love to do mm -hmm. and we have a fun time doing it. We get to yeah. interview awesome people. Cheapers. Yeah. yeah. I, th I think <laughs> the, the best sum up of that statement of, of, of this like mm -hmm. kind of like really, really, really solid rabbit trail we went on was um, that it's, it, it should be product first, recognition second. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Always. Oh, right? yeah. I don't think you should make anything for. Yeah. Right. Like. I don't know. No matter what I make, like I don't care. If, it should be for you. Yeah, first. a million people oh, see yeah. it. I yeah. Well, if I, if I can learn from out. the experience and get better because of it, like the last movie I made should be the worst movie I've ever made. Like mm -hmm. I'm just trying to grow with everything mm -hmm. I work on and yeah. like and just well, get better. Yeah, my next project is going to be my best project without a doubt. Right. Every, and we, me and him have had this conversation about the podcast. Is our next next podcast episode should always be better than our last. Right. Mm -hmm. Always. I don't want to get five more episodes down the line and be like, wow, this is the best podcast I think we've ever had. Right. right? Because then that means that we're not growing as hosts. Creators. Now, obviously, mm -hmm. you know, the guest does have a lot to do <laughs> with like how good the episode is. But uh, I think there's just something about um, no matter what the product is you're producing, it should, you know, it should be. It should be for you first. Mm. Right. Are yeah. you happy when you click export? Right. And if And if you can check yes, then upload it. Like, who cares? For sure. That yeah. is not how I felt about my after project. <laughs> after after effects project that I did last last night. Well, <laughs> I can't help you there then, Aiden. <laughs> I would always like just for context too, like Ash and I live ten minutes away at home. Like, yeah. when we're back in, back in our, our prime. hometowns. And <laughs> at, prime. we've been making no. videos together since sixth grade. The day one. It, yeah, <laughs> literally. And so when you've been with someone for that long, like we just developed such a chemistry and like we learned a lot about ourselves as creators and it, and our and how we work together but we would post stuff that like you know wouldn't get a bunch of views but it, we it made us happy we had and a blast it, doing and we it. had yeah. so much fun and like i remember me and you would get in like a little bit of a, a bump because yeah. like when you were trying to like rebrand uh -huh. and which i totally understand but like when you were trying to yeah per, like you were you you hit this road where you hit you know freshman year and you just were just better and like you're better than a lot of, <laughs> like where you're just better at every like you, you it just made sense for you like you started just oh, clicking like filmmaking yes yeah, yeah, yeah. That's okay I was, I was like no no, no, no <laughs> not like, I'm not saying better like as a person you like as far as your craft like you. You, all the hours you put in in those times in middle school of watching you know um, film, film riot, riot <laughs> and, and studying oh, like it clicked oh. it clicked with you and so once you started to see oh shit I'm kind of good at this I I can make videos that don't look like they were shot with an iPhone taped to a handle of a suitcase like Which we, would we do. Did. <laughs> then I remember we kind of yeah. had a conflict because you would backtrack and you would delete them, our yeah. talk show episodes yeah. and you would delete mm -hmm. the stuff that doesn't look great. And I remember being upset partly because like, you know, I felt like it was mm -hmm. a trail of like our friendship and also just it was nice for me to go back and watch them and they all don't hold up. And honestly, I'm glad that they're gone in a lot of ways because if we ever we do had become anything, there's not something that yeah. I like. There's not stuff that necessarily would hold up the best, but but also I think yeah. there's value in recognizing where we, we were kids from. having yeah. fun. But this is where we came from. Without mm. those videos, we don't have yeah. what we're making now. And yeah. if you delete them, then like I, I wouldn't. I guess I would want people to see that growth because that growth is more <laughs> important than just putting out yeah. a movie or a, or a, a highlight video and mm -hmm. being oh that looks really cool. 
but also look where they yeah. came from, look how much they grew, you know? Yeah. yeah. 100%. I, I also think it's, like, even, like, talking about, like, movies or anything, like, obviously, like, if I'm making a movie or whatever and it gets bad reviews or I watch a movie and I, whatever, I don't like it, I think it's also important to recognize, like, the director, even mm. though I personally don't like it, and it's all very subjective, everything. Oh, guys, 100%. But um, even though I don't like it, it's still important to recognize, okay, this filmmaker put a lot of effort and heart into this, mm-hmm. and I can appreciate and respect that, even though I personally, it doesn't yeah. necessarily ring with yeah. me. The army that it takes to make a movie. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I do have to caveat, that was before I realized that there was a uh, unlist button, like, oh, to yeah. make it unlisted and not just, like, and I'm not upset with you about that. I was just bringing it up with... We're yeah. No, bring it up. Travel, no, hundred percent. No, and I can I, I can also attest to me as a creator and creative, right? Like, th- going into freshman year, right, mm-hmm. and me being like, yeah, I'm good at this, right? Mm-hmm. And which I like, I I don't want to knock like my ability at that time, but it was a it was a mindset thing, mm-hmm. right? Hundred percent. And now that I'm in like, and and now that I completely shift my mindset like as as a mature as like as somebody who matures as a creator and a creative, right? And I think all of us can attest to this. Who cares if you're good at what you do? Right. There's somebody mm-hmm. better. There's right. always going to be somebody better. And so it, that goes back to if you're happy with the product you're putting out right now, put it out, keep it out. Right. Yeah, right. Like that's oh, I just totally shook that camera. Right. Um it's put put a product out, be happy with it um because it it might just inspire somebody else. Mm-hmm. But it's right. also it's it's a, it's a way to say I w- I came from somewhere and I went somewhere. Mm-hmm. Right. Um mm-hmm. and I'm going somewhere. Right. I think that's the that's definitely Very the beauty sure. of things. Guys we are just rambling. We are 57 minutes into wow. this. This is absolutely wild. Yeah, absolutely we beautiful to, conversation. We didn't have to halfway through uh, restart recording on the Sony. So. Yeah, I know, yeah, that, yeah. which is beautiful. Ugh, also, that always happens. Can we appreciate the, this setup I have going over here? I'm loving it. Hold on. Let me just get the, a quick zoom. umbrella. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. I'm surprised that's held for an hour. Yeah, that's, uh, that's awesome. It's absolutely beautiful. Do you guys have any like final thoughts? Any like uh, last-minute uh I just think last minute beauties on the same note of what we were talking about. Yeah. Just most recently of there's always going to be someone better. Mm. <laughs> like you're never you, like you should never be the best you've ever been in, in one set moment. You should always be challenging yourself to grow um, as a person, as a yeah. creator, as a student, as whatever. Um, but like Tim Meadows, um, who, if you don't know, is like a successful comedian actor. He um, and Second City alum. He when he came and spoke at Second City to do this little panel and people were asking him questions and one of my uh, friends actually sat in on the, on the panel and he gave like a beautiful piece of advice that I like have tried to challenge myself yeah. with and try to live by and he always says um, Tim Meadows said surround yourself with people that are better than you are at what you do yep. and I think that's super mm-hmm. inspiring because it'd be easy for someone to surround themselves with people uh, equal or lesser yeah equal yeah. or lesser because it makes them feel good. But if you feel good about what you're doing, if you feel perfect about what you're yeah. doing, I'll say, then you're doing, then you're not doing it correctly, or you're not challenging yourself yeah. enough. So if you, whether it's comedy, whether it's film, whether it's you know being yeah. a student, surround yourself with people that are smarter, more successful than you, because that's how. Yeah. I mean, not saying you that's all you can hang out with, but no. you should be seeking out those mm. people that have yeah. that grit, that have that edge, so you can be challenging yourself. 100%. Like all my roommates and all the people I hang out with are so funny, so talented, so awesome, and like. We're all good at different things. We're all better and worse than each other at different yeah. things. But like, I'm actively thinking of uh, because I'm with them and with those people. Like, I'm. It what makes can me I do? feel yeah. like mm-hmm. I need to grow and I need to be better and I need to, yeah. to work harder, put stuff out there. And it's like that friendly fire and competition yeah. that I challenge everyone to try yeah. to dri- try, mm-hmm. try to do. There's there's three things that I would say that ring off of that. Like, um, number one though is what I try not to do as a creator is compare, compete, or criticize. Right. Right. Um, like as a creator, I'm in a different place than somebody else, right? Um, you know, competing. There's obviously healthy competition, but like mm-hmm. negative competing right. um, and criticizing. Especially, especially I never want to be a negative criticizer. Yeah, there's yeah. so yeah. much. And they're like oh, that's that's my biggest pet peeve. But um, and then uh, another thing is, yeah, I so uh, like that's one of the main reasons I ask Aiden to be a co-host in here and and you know be someone who helps me run this is because as a creator, he brings something to the table I never could have mm-hmm. brought to the table. Um, and I think finally, and, and I, you know, whatever your your take on Matthew McConaughey is, he had a he had a point in his uh, Oscar speech that just totally shook me. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And he said, um, he said, I'm, he, he said, I do, I do have a mentor, and I do have somebody oh, yeah. I always look up to, and it's me in ten years. 
Yeah. And he said, that. and me in 10 years is going to be looking at me in 20 years. And me and like, and so so on and so forth. It's like, you should always be chasing the best version of yourself. Right. And you'll never get there. Right. And that's what, you, that's beautiful. And that's what keeps that dry yeah. is I can be 60 years old and I can be like, wow, I'm really happy with where I came, but I'm not there yet. Right. right? And it just keeps the drive going. And I For think sure. that's what just like, what's so exciting. We're so young. We're so young. Right. We're 20, you know, that, which is wild. Right. And because we have so much life left and I think we're starting to like, you know, hit a stride with things and uh, surround ourselves with some, some pretty good people. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Agreed. Sam Tanner. Sam, 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 Sam. you want to close this out on anything? Sam, close this out. Outro. Um, little improv game. <laughs> 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 yeah. Yeah, yes, Sam. No, yeah, I think it's important to be creative and like create stuff for yourself first before other people. I think that's an important thing yeah. to remember. Mm-hmm. It's especially hard in comedy specifically because yeah, nothing is funny to everyone. Yeah, yeah. nothing is good except for farts. Farts, farts, farts are funny. Are funny. <laughs> farts are funny. <laughs> but, uh, comedy. Gosh, guys, I love it. No, that's a great point. Yeah. Um. It's great, guys. Make sure that you uh, subscribe to the podcast on the YouTube channel because there's a YouTube channel now. You can also go to literally anywhere and listen to the podcast. Main ones being Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you want to go. Listen, all of the Instagram handles are going to be down in the show notes below. (laughs) So please go give everybody a follow. Check out the work that they are putting out um, because it's 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 next level. You want to be on the train early because uh, we're 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 sitting down with. uh, Two future Oscar winners right oh, now, um, and we're gonna say that now so that I can use this clip later um, <laughs> when they do win their Oscar. It's gonna just be a pulled clip from like a decade. Like where yeah. did this come right. from? Yeah, we were there day one. Day one. <laughs> no, I love it. That uh, Oscar basically mine. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks guys for for yeah. for coming on the show, taking some Good time thank out you. of. Thank you guys uh, for having us. Yeah. Love the setup. Love love what you do. I love you. Keep doing it. Big fan. Yes. Yeah. Well, see you guys around. Okay. Bye. And remember, if we learned anything, there's only four jobs, and that is doctors, teachers, comedians, and and filmmakers. (laughs) That's it.